Our text for this morning's sermon is taken from the gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, you are the salt of the earth. It's a given granted by Jesus himself. As a disciple of Jesus, you are salt. Salt seasons, purifies, preserves. When you sprinkle it on a dish, it tickles the taste buds. It makes it taste good. A little goes a long way. Wherever God sprinkles you, in your home, your community, or your, your work, or your school, there you are salt, seasoning your little corner of the world with Jesus. You are the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world, too. In Jesus is the light. He is the light of the world. He is the source of that light. And you reflect his light. Like the moon reflecting the sun's rays. I was out early this morning taking Luther for a walk, and I see there's a full moon. That explains a lot of what's going on. <laughs> but I saw the reflection, right, of the light on the moon. We're a reflection of the light of Christ. Like salt, light makes a difference. It's noticed, Jesus says, like a shining city set on a hill or a, like a lamp on a stand that fills the whole house with light. In Christ, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Now, while Jesus says these great things about us, and they are, aren't they? He warns us that if we disconnect from him, our life will become bland, and the flame or the fire of our life will be snuffed out by sin and death. It will be snuffed out without the oil of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it'll leave us in the dark. So the point here is, if you are to be the salt of the earth, if you are to be the light of the world, you need to remain connected to God and Christ, or you will be in the dark. You see, apart from Christ, your salt loses its saltiness, as Jesus says, and your light is not bright enough to see the way through the darkness of this world. On any saltiness scale... You're then that salt that Jesus describes that's only worth being thrown out or trampled underfoot. For example, if you say love is love along with the tasteless fallen world, you profane the love of God in Christ who is the bridegroom and the church who is his bride. 
trivializing, trivializing God's love in marriage does not bring healing. It wounds. It wounds. It brings the people, the very people doing that, into destruction. Our brothers and sisters who struggle with L, B, G, Q, plus, maybe that's you, or maybe your struggle is with something else, they are not our enemies. The devil is. And he loves the darkness, not the light. And for our brothers and sisters struggling in those things, if they think that's going to help them, it's already proving it doesn't. There are many who try to make sure nobody hears about that. But in the end, reality wins the day. So what do we need to do? Be their salt. Be their light. Speaking the truth in love without sacrificing either the truth or love, and acknowledging that we fall under the same condemnation of God without the love of God in Jesus Christ. The people of the world out there, they're not our enemies. They're people for whom Christ suffered and died to bring them light and life the light of his forgiveness and the life with him and one another that never ends. Now, when you throw salt on a wound, it hurts. And isn't that what was just done? In fact, many maybe tune me out in talking about that today because it hurts to throw salt on a wound, right? It hurts to tell the truth. It hurts to tell the truth about my own sin and my own failings, and, and I know that's the same with you. That salt, think of that salt as the truth. It hurts, but it also sets us free. And salt, you know what it does to a wound? It accelerates the healing process. That's what God and Christ does by telling us the truth. We could say we have sinned and the Lord forgives us and we move on knowing the love of God in Jesus Christ. Like salt, your light is not very bright either and mine isn't either. And apart, apart from God and Christ, the flame of our light is blown out by sin and death. As John writes about us, although they knew God, they didn't honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. And then Jesus says this, nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Whoa. And then John goes on to write, if we have fellowship with, with him while we walk in darkness, we lie 
and do not practice the truth. So why this salt of the law? Why this light of the law? God exposes what's wrong, not for the purpose of condemning us, not at all, for sounding the warning. There it goes, right on cue. So that we turn to him and bathe in the light of his love and his care, his forgiveness and his peace. That's really what it's all about, that we turn in repentance and faith to him and receive the antidote to our sin and death. Thankfully, God doesn't leave us alone, but instead, his strong word, as the hymn writer reminds us, bespeaks us righteous, bespeaks us righteous, making us bright with his own holiness, with his own holiness, and seasoned with the light of his life in ours. Now, it's not just for our salvation, but for the salvation of, of the world. God makes you his salt for the benefit of others. God makes you his ray of light for the benefit of others. By his spirit at work through his word, Christ makes you the salt of the earth, he says, seasoning everything with the perfect life, death, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So in the midst of sin, what does God do? People practicing sin, he sprinkles Christians. Ho, ho. In the midst of evil, God sprinkles Christians again. In the midst of death, God sprinkles Christians to remind those suffering like that or struggling with sin like that that God loves them with an everlasting love. So that in the midst of all of these things, there be his forgiveness, his life, and his love, that truth be spoken, that these things not run amok or rampant in the world, that sin not gain the upper hand, but that God present, be present, present them with his light, that he would present them with his light in you for the life of the world. And by his spirit I work through his word, Jesus makes you the light of the world, a ray of his bright, redeeming light. God puts you in darkness sometimes, doesn't he? He puts you in the darkness and maybe some really deep, dark places in life. He does that. For what purpose? To light those places up with the light and love of God in Christ. That darkness not overwhelm, but that people can see the light of hope in the midst of despair. The light of life when confronted with death. The light of forgiveness when all they know and hear is the darkness of condemnation. The light of love in the dungeon of hate and fear. That's why God puts you in the darkness, to be salt and light. Now think about this too. Who has Jesus used as salt and light for you? You ever thought about that? 
I think of uh, a fellow seminarian who talked me into staying in the seminary and continuing the road to becoming a pastor. He was salt and light for me. I think of my pastor growing up who was there for me, who gave me hope and a future. I think of my wife. I think of my parents. I think of my my siblings, I think of my children. They're salt and light for me. I think of the little preschoolers over there when I'm having a bad day. By the way, if you're ever having a bad day, just make sure you let them know you're coming, but go over there. (laughs) Pastor! They bring salt and light to you. I one time brought a policeman in to teach the kids about the fourth commandment in terms of the policeman, and he was just totally edified. (laughs) Wow, I needed that today. He said someone who actually cares about me as a policeman. You see how this works? I think of those when I go to see the dying and, and they're there all night with their loved one so that they know they're not alone and they make sure they hear about the certain hope of life together with God and one another in heaven, that they bring light in a dark place. It goes on all around us. Do you see? And when you look at it at this, like it this way, you see how, wow, what a difference is made in the lives of other people. Where I am, in my station in life. And it's really enjoyable. And it's really wonderful to see people go from darkness to light, to go from sadness to happiness, to go from hating to loving. That's what this gospel does for us. That's why we have a school. That's why we come to church each week. That's why we do our devotions each week, each week to tap in to the light and life of Jesus Christ because it's through him that we're a light to others. So maybe these words today, maybe, put a new spin on your life to help you see things maybe in a different way, in a new way, a mind of Christ way, as the Apostle Paul reminds us in his words. Maybe they even give you joy and confidence when you're in those dark places in life to recognize that you can be salt and light to someone else, Or did Jesus put them there for you? Ever thought of that? We may not know why everything happens as it does, but how good to know that your Savior Jesus Christ is always working for you and through you to benefit others. That he has plans for each and every one of you and that you're all important to him every last one of you, no matter what you struggle with, doesn't matter. Important enough to go to the cross for, to make you his child, his Christian, his saint, forgiven, justified, sanctified, glorified, baptized, absolved, bodied, bloodied, cleansed, salted, lighted, 
and put in the world to change it for the better. His work, though. Not yours. His. And that's why it gets done. His word working in you. So, look to him. Listen to him. He said so. And what he said? You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Is so. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.